What is going on, guys? Hey, it's Monday Madness here on the Culture Jack Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you had an incredible weekend. We are going to continue the conversation from last week where I was talking about uh, collectible cards, comics, and really collectibles as a whole. We're going to, of course, focus on things that I'm mostly familiar with, but it's not the exception. Okay, so you've got, it could be anything. That's going to be our main topic today. So thank you again for tuning in. And uh, hopefully some of the tips or tricks or what, what have you, whatever I'm talking about, maybe guides you or helps you, or maybe you picked up a piece here and uh, maybe it helps a friend or a family member as well. But before I dive into that, holy cow, we dropped four episodes in, I think it was what, three days for you folks. I hope you guys enjoyed those. We got a couple of new 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 segments. We've got a new episode of the Friday show last Friday. Um, and then the new episode of WandaVision, uh, the review and talk about on episode eight. Those are all out right now. Brand new, fresh off the press. So make sure if you guys haven't caught up, finish this episode, go back, catch up on what we've been uh, working on. I'm super stoked to uh, be doing today's podcast and gearing up for uh, future podcasts as we've made some of these really dynamic changes for both us and I. And good news is it results in you getting more content. That's it. That's that's what I got. Uh, Let's see. Talking about the weekend. What did I do this weekend? So on the the, uh, weekend wire, which is what I'm dubbing my uh, my uh, Sunday news cap, uh, I stated in there, you know, I was a little concerned for my, my voice. I want to be clear. I did not have COVID. In fact, I, uh, got beat up from the, uh, the vaccine part two kind of got to me and man, it was pretty brutal. It, uh, just kind of tore me apart for a couple of days there. And then I had some other stuff going on, but I do not have COVID to be clear. Just want to voice that out. Um, so Went into a little bit of recovery for the other uh, couple of days, but I did get a bunch of stuff caught up here at the house, and I was super, super happy. I was very satisfied with being able to do that and then being able to do the weekend wire and even even right now doing this. Unfortunately, this is a another day of podcast, but here in the near future, the up-and-coming weekend wire, the up-and-coming uh, Monday Madness, I've got uh, I've got some cool ideas and uh, we'll see we'll see how that goes. So that's uh, that's really what the weekend was to me. It was nice. I did I did um, before I dive into the uh, depths of my conversation today. Finally, get a package. I ordered some comics from a shop down in Texas, and they finally came in. It got delayed, as you know the the huge catastrophe that's that's happened. In Texas, you know, the weather down there has done some ridiculous damage. In fact, I watched several videos on it um, to include like Matthew McConaughey and a foundation he's doing because it popped up on something I was watching. And I was like, holy cow, you just don't think about um, the damage that's that's really been done. I mean, you see, I saw several videos of the highways and the roads and all of that stuff, the impact from the snow and the ice and it was catastrophic there, but one of the things that uh, 
Mr. McConaughey brought up in his video was, you know, think about all of the broken pipes and all of the damage to the homes. And I was like, wow, the damages to uh, small businesses as they're already messed up because of COVID and how they couldn't get, get around and transportation and shipping, receiving, and just uh, all the employees. I mean, I could just go on and on. I'm not going to, um, you know, we feel for you guys. We hope uh, everything uh, turns around and obviously the, the weather will turn around. Um, but hopefully you weren't too impacted from the catastrophic uh, weather that you guys received. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, with that, though, my comics got delayed. So that that was the point of me kind of going in my my segue. Um, comics got delayed. Actually, I've got several other comics that are supposed to be coming from the same guys. I'm a little concerned because UPS hasn't done anything with them in over a week. And I got to. I may have to reach out to UPS to see where and what is going on here pretty soon because, I, like I said, I just got my one shipment. And with that shipment, I uh, talked about this before. I ended up finally getting uh, Spawn 311, four alternate covers, two of which are uh, Chadwick Boseman, one color, one in black and white. Beautiful, beautiful artwork by Todd McFarlane and the uh, Image Comic team. Um, and then I got a couple of Rorschach, which, if you're not familiar, he's a character from The Watchmen. Um, he's got his own line of comics, so I bought uh, several first editions of that. They're cost-effective. I mean, this that's the hobby side to me. That's not the investment side. If it turns into investment because maybe uh, somebody brings a Rorschach TV show out, cool. Uh, but most mostly, I want to read them at some point. I want to, you know, I want to have them, um, and that's the collectability side of me. Uh, but that's more of the hobby side. So to me, there's. Uh, for comics exclusive, I've got two sides. I've got the hobby aspect where I like I like getting books and I like collecting them. I have runs of books and there's that side. And then there's the collectability where I have several autographed comics and I try to go for uh, graded comics. And we'll get into that probably in a different episode or maybe in this later episode. Um, anyways, I got those comics and a couple of other ones. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I did get the Morbius Omnibus which is like the one through 20, I think, or one through 15. Um, and then Morbius number one comic, second series maybe, or first series. Um, we'll go into the details on that kind of stuff later. Point was, I got some new comics this weekend. Pretty excited about that, um, especially for, from, again, the hobby standpoint. And talking about that, that's really why I wanted to come back to this topic and hopefully put some closure to my my many, many webs that were spun as I've talked about collectibles and comics and, and cards and all of that. And the reason is <clears throat> there, there's a lot in really shoot. There's podcasts dedicated to it. There's uh, YouTube channels dedicated to just comics or just cards or just collectibles. And this stuff, uh, the entertainment side, the value of, what this does for people as far as collecting from a hobby standpoint or financial standpoint or from just fun, you know, there, there is that option as well. Um, it is pretty big and I wanted to highlight some of the stuff and then talk through, I've got a nice little list here of items I wanted to talk about today in this podcast, uh, just to, just to kind of bring, bring it forward. And hopefully maybe at the end of this podcast in combination with the last podcast or previous podcast for that I've done where or, or Dustin does where we dive into some of this stuff 
hopefully maybe at some point it, it, you get that aha moment where you're like, that makes sense. Or you just enjoy listening to my, my deep, beautiful voice. Either way, let's, let's uh, go ahead and dive in. So um, first and foremost, making the decision on what you're collecting and why, right? And I just kind of loosely went over uh, what I do as far as comics go to some degree. And it's important to identify which lane you're going in. And here's a couple of examples, right? Um, for those that play like uh, the, the people that played Pokemon cards, you know, that that's an actual game. It's just not the collecting. That was looked at as just a fun hobby, right, for years. And now, I mean, there's cards that are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, which is mind-blowing. But there is, fact of the matter. And then there's people that solely got into it for financial gain, which means they bought the best of the cards. Maybe they got the cards graded. Maybe they didn't get the cards graded. Um, generally going to spend a lot more money depending on how far you want to go into that endeavor. Uh, and then how are you uh, holding those cards and, and all of that? You know, another example is baseball cards or football cards. Comics is a beautiful example because uh, there there's several elements to comics, right? To where you can read it, one, uh, two, familiar characters. The same with baseball cards, right? Familiarity. Maybe you're you're a big Mike Trout fan. Maybe you're a King Griffey Jr. fan. Maybe you're a, a this fan or that fan. And at the end of it, the cool part is is that you're kind of participating. You're paying attention. You 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 want to be a, a part of that. That's kind of that hobby side of it. You know, I collect this guy because of this reason, or I collect this comic because I really like the artist or I like the writer, or maybe it's a combination of both and you just casually read and what, what have you. And then uh, for the sake of clarity, both of these, and if not all of it can be seeked as a hobby, but I don't want to pigeonhole the idea here with just cards and comics. Now, some of this is exclusive to those, but if you consider um, some of the stuff I'm going to go through today, um, maybe it's something that you do. Maybe you're a painter or maybe you buy art or maybe you're a photographer, a videographer. Uh, maybe you uh, make earrings and sell them. And it, or maybe you collect earrings or maybe you collect purses or maybe you collect wallets or maybe you collect pogs or maybe you collect uh, old money. Um, that's, that's where I wanted to, uh, go over several things. And again, I'm going to refer to cards and comics because that's, that's one of the hobbies that I've done since I was a child. Um, and, and most recently kind of dove back into slightly, um, not compared to, not compared to a lot of people because you can get just brought in, uh, into such so many different levels and degrees, but big picture wise. I, I just wanted to highlight and discuss some of the things that one should consider if either A, you're in a hobby with collectibles of some sort, or you want to get into a hobby, or maybe you know someone, because I know, I you know, I know a couple of people that collect certain things, uh, um, you know, uh, the miniature busts of characters, whether it's DC character, Marvel characters, or whatever, and that's the little statues, right, or the Tokyo pop guys or cars, the little die cast cars or, or what have you. So let's dive into it. <clears throat> you know, one of the first things to consider is the level of scarcity. Okay. And this is important before you approach any, any collectible, whether it's going to be 
for a hobby purpose, for fun, or for uh, the attempt to, uh, you know, get a little nest egg going with your collection of X. So scarcity, and it also is important that you understand what scarcity is in that market. And that's super important, and here's why. Like baseball cards is a really good example of that. So in the 1980s and 1990s, the era for baseball cards was called the wax box era. There was a tremendous amount of overproduced baseball cards. So you had a bunch of these baseball cards, and there really wasn't a lot of really special things within these. There was a few. Don't get me wrong. There was a few, but nothing overly, overly special. And so you had an overproduced product um, that with a market that was, you know, the 90s was really rough on uh, on cards as a whole, whether it was baseball, basketball, football, et cetera. So you have a oversaturated market with goods. Uh, low scarcity. Um, and then you, you know, we had some good players come out, which helped, but the value on a lot of those cards, and I've got a bunch of them. I can tell you from experience, it's not that great. And then you have to get grading and et cetera. So scarcity is something that you have to consider before it. What does that mean? So back to baseball cards. So what the late nineties, mid to late nineties to current, uh, card producers have started to make scarcer cards, one-of-one cards. What does that mean? It's, there's literally one of these cards. It's got a signature or a piece of the guy's bat if he's in baseball. Or if it's a football player, maybe it's a piece of pigskin or football and a piece of his helmet. One-of-one, one, that's it. And this is how crazy that gets, right? And I'm going to botch these numbers, so excuse me for doing that. But there was a one-of-one one Mike Trout rookie card that exceeded the highest sold baseball card. Well, really, I believe it's any card, any collectible card ever at over $3 million, surpassing the Honest Wagner that if you're not a collectible guy, you should know about the Honest Wagner card. What I think Todd McFarlane bought it. If I remember, Wayne Gretzky owned it. Um, it's been passed around a little bit, but anyways, a super expensive card. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, Todd McFarlane also has a bunch of really cool baseballs too. Just say so you no. Know. Um, anyways, so one of one means it's extremely scarce. Now, translate that to something else, right? So what does that mean? So scarcity drives popularity, right? Drives want if it's the right item. That's that's one of the things we're going to get down to here in a few moments. We'll focus a little bit, and that's the collectability. But if there's, you know, the Spider-Man, I think it was, uh, <clears throat> what was it? Spider-Man, Spider-Man, uh, the second, second run or third run, the 90s run of Spider-Man um, issue, I think it was like 300. They sold something like 2.5 or 2 million copies of that comic book. Now, granted, the comic book is worth money, but nothing like if they only produced 100,000 or 150,000 or the age of the product. Now, here's here's the catch with the age. So, Limited supply, limited collectability. If you can think back to a comic book from 1914, 1920, 1960, 1970, the scarcity. Now, granted, some of these comics were heavily produced during those times, but <clears throat> scarcity plays a role because the available copies at what grade or level are in the market. And why does all of this matter? Okay, it's something that you have to think about. If you want to get into a hobby just as a hobby for the sake of reading, like in the comic books case, or 
if you wanted to get into a hobby, it's the same thing. If you wanted to be a photographer, you got to buy a nice camera or a decent camera, right? And then on top of that camera, you got to look at lenses. And then on top of those lenses, you got to look at tripods. And then on top of those tripods, you got to look at flashes. And then and it just goes on and on and on, right? That's the hobby. It's the same for if you want to do like uh, for baseball. Hey, I want to collect the 1990s Seattle Mariners because uh, that was a group of players that I grew up loving. And in fact, I that that is one of the things I do. I've got a bunch of Ken Griffey Jr. cards, Randy Johnson cards, um, what Alex Rodriguez cards, and goes on and on and on. So understanding that up front before you commit to anything is extremely important. And also is extremely important if you are to buy something. And that is the reason that I the other reason and the other kind of tip of the iceberg with this is if you are contemplating getting into buying baseball cards or buying comic books or even old books or buying art or buying really anything it within the collectible world, um, the scarcity can also play a big role in how much the item sells for and if it's available. And that could be, you You could spend years, and I've, I've seen videos and I've watched several people, I've been looking for this for years and it hasn't come to market at the price range that they wanted or in the condition they wanted or whatever. So consider that. You know, if you want to go in easy and you're like, hey, I just want to read some Spider-Man comics, great. You know, figure out which Spider-Man line you want and get after it. Um, if you want to collect Mike Trout baseball cards, great. You know, but consider what you're trying to get into in the scarcity of the products. How far in do you really want to go? And scarcity does not mean that there's value or tremendous value, I should say, uh, to what it is you're doing. That is a huge misconception, and it's a problem that a lot of people, especially collecting baseball cards, comics, and all of that have. They assume because, hey, I've got, and I've got plenty of books and binders full of baseball cards from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Most of them aren't worth shit. They're not even worth the uh, card that they're printed on. Not because uh, not because the players weren't decent or whatever, but because they're not scarce. There's thousands and thousands, well, there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of these cards available out there in the market. And so you're reduced down to a handful of players that are worth very, very modest amounts of money, which sucks. But that's the way it is. And so don't overpay. Again, I mentioned this in my previous uh, episode, do your homework. Because people, as a whole, we all assume because it's old and maybe it's in decent condition, that it's worth a lot of money. Or you have a friend or family member. I, I know plenty of people through the years that are like, hey, I got a good comic collection. It's all old. And granted, it's a very cool comic collection, but it's not a very valuable comic collection because A, the comics themselves were not taken care of. B, a lot of it was common comics and they didn't have a, a, a lot of key comics and a lot of uh, grading or what have you. So just as a precursor, consider that, right? Scarcity, understand the scarcity of whatever hobby, hobby it is you want to get into, especially for the sake of collectability. Make those, make those decisions on your own. Easy to look into. Look on eBay, look on Amazon, look on just to find a, you know, a, a reputable website that talks about that stuff. It's pretty simple. See how often the items are going for sale, especially like if you're getting into paintings or uh, prints, autographed prints from artists, 
uh, that's that's really where you gotta you, you really gotta make some decision making on how far do you want to take that hobby. Uh, the next item I want to talk about so scarcity is number one today. Uh, the next one is condition. Now condition is absolutely key. You will know though, as in the uh, you know I would say probably the nineties, maybe earlier, but I think it was the late nineties, mid mid to late nineties, to where there was a lot of companies in grading and hard cases for comics and cards and all of this started really kind of pick up so you could protect your goods. But previous to that, man, like you're getting some pretty beat up, pretty beat up comics. And there really wasn't a great system for you to encapsulate these items to where they, the edges didn't get bent or the staple didn't get pulled or the page didn't get bent or the page didn't get torn. Um, so condition is absolutely critical and condition can play a critical part in the amount of money you're buying or the amount of money you're going to pay. And so just for the sake of clarity for comics and, and uh, uh, cards, there's two, there's two things you got to consider for condition. One, a ungraded anything, whether it's a comic book, a card, a magic card, a Pokemon card, ungraded, you are essentially going to buy it at face value, right? So generally speaking, especially for baseball cards, if it's ungraded, it is worth substantially less. This is why, because when you grade a card or a comic, uh, once it gets that grading number, whether it's a nine or a 10 or 9.8 or a seven or a four, that is the condition of that card, period. Uh, that That's what it is. It's in a sealed box. You can break the seal the seal on it, go through it if, if that's your thing, but you're buying essentially a different product at that point. If you, again, if you're a hobbyist and you want to read all of those Spider-Man comics, you're not going to get graded comics um, because a graded comics, even basic graded comics generally go for more because to grade a comic is between what 30, it can be between 30 bucks and a hundred up to a hundred bucks just for one grading. Um, and you can't read it. So <laughs> that's just the nature of the beast. Now ungraded, like those comics I, I, I told you earlier, I got from Texas. Those are all ungraded comics. Those are comics um, aside from the Chadwick Boseman uh, Spawn 311s or really any of the 311 ones, more than likely I'm going to read through those. I'm going to do whatever. Those ones I'm going to uh, get some cases for and put them in there just because I, I want to. Um, and I still will probably read the, I'll still probably read one of the variants. So condition is king though. Make sure you understand. And it goes the same. Again, you know, you go back to some of your hobbies when you're investing time and you're investing money into it. Understand it if that painting um, is there a frame? Is there, is there, uh, is the signature verified? Is this, is this, is this, if you're that photographer, right? What lens are you going to get? What condition is it? Is it a used lens? So you can save 300 bucks. Um, and that's fine. Or maybe it's a used lens and it has some dust particulates, uh, that are un, uh, obtruding the, the lens itself, but you can see, uh, you know, what's going on there. Or is it a comic book or is it a baseball card that your uncle is trying to sell you for 500 bucks because he says it's worth 500 bucks. So just keep your eye on that because for comics and cards specific, there's a big difference between like comics. If you have a 9.6 and a 9.8, that difference can be hundreds of dollars difference or thousands of dollars difference, literally the same product. Okay. So you got to know the difference, and it goes the same for baseball cards. Baseball cards, if you have a 8 versus a 9 or 9.5 versus a 10, a gem mint 10, 
you're not talking like 10 bucks depending on the card and, and, and what it is, but you could be, you know, overpaying because someone's, someone's telling you some junk or you could be buying something that you weren't anticipating. Maybe it is that, that Royal, that, that Royal item that you've waited your whole life for. And then you think a 9.2 is the cream of the crop. So do your homework there. Make sure you know what you're buying. <clears throat> There's a lot of really good sites. Uh, was it CGC for comics, PSA for baseball cards. Uh, a lot of them have censuses. There's uh, what the cardboard connection does a good job on explaining some of the stuff. Um, just do your homework and understand what the differences are before you go down that road. If you choose to. Now, if you're going to put together a ungraded collection, that's awesome. It's cheaper to do. It's fun. And it's not to say, because some of those comics, you might get lucky. The first appearance of, what, Gambit, X-Men 266, I believe. That comic has gone gone up, and it's going to continue to go up, right? Uh, and you might have one of those lying around. Uh, the Hulk 181, right? The first introduction to Wolverine. That comic's insane. And some of those comics are not in good condition, but they're still worth a bunch. High collectability. Um. Yeah, so check the condition. So we talked about scarcity. I just briefly talked about condition. And, and for condition, just so you know, if you're buying a used or an ungraded product, check edges, corners, the borders on the cards, the clarity of the card. If it's a comic, same kind of concept, borders, edges, staples. Open the comic book up. Make sure that a page isn't missing. The pages aren't bent. Pages aren't this. Because even if you're not trying to make money off of it or whatever, you still want it to be in decent condition. You don't want to. You don't want to buy it a product and just have it be like destroyed when you assume that it was good. So take your time, take a look at the stuff. Um, the next thing on the list is collectability. Now collectability is extremely important. So I talked a little bit earlier about scarcity and then stuff being old and not worth as much in some cases, um, the condition. Now collectability is where you have a decision to make. Whether, again, is this a hobby, is this for fun, or is this as an investment? I want to collect all these things, and then I'll resell when the market pops, which happens in both baseball, basketball, football, all those cards, um, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering. Uh, and then it happens in comics. It happens in art. Maybe an artist gets uh, a bunch of really good PR, or maybe they blow up on social media, and they're everywhere now. That will increase um, the drive for their products. And it goes the same for baseball. Baseball, if you do, if you start playing or you hit a bunch of home runs or you, uh, you know, you, know you, you pitch a perfect game, right? So, and you continue to, you perform at a higher level, your cards are generally going to be uh, worth more. I spoke about that. Now, obviously, you got to do, you know, in the sports world, you got to do that. Plus, you got to try to get some endorsements. You got to, there's more to it than that, but you want to make a name. You want to stand out. Um, and comics are the same. So comic first editions are always worth money, always, uh, as long as they're in good condition or, or perfect condition or near perfect, really. And then they have what's called key comics. Now, key comics is something you have to keep an eye out for. Again, collectability. When was this character introduced? X-Men 266, Gambit was induced. Hulk 181, Wolverine was introduced. Uh, I can't remember one of the, one of the X-Men's when Quicksilver right now is popping huge. This comic has gone up like 400% in sales 
in collectability because of WandaVision, because it was the first introduction to Quicksilver. And yes, Scarlet Witch is in the episode as well. So. So, yeah, <clears throat> with items like WandaVision and, and other things impacting the market, you know, I've talked about that before, can significantly increase the collectability along with um, items such as, as for comics, like I said, key comics where characters are introduced or specific stories or maybe an artist did something crazy. Sports, it's when an athlete exceeds or does something. Um, or in either to include paintings, to include artwork, to include pretty much anything, if there's a shift, right? So WandaVision has created a shift in comic collectability with characters from there, right? Black Panther did the same thing to where the Black Panther comics went through the roof. It was incredible. Captain America stuff. Right now, Captain America and the Falcon comics are the original Captain America where it featured the Falcon, I should say. Those comics are going through the roof, and rightfully so, because guess what's coming out, right? Um, <clears throat> so, it's, it's a really cool concept and really cool idea, but keep in mind the collectability um, because you may be drawn to that from a hobby level because it's new, it's big, but you could also be paying an absorbent amount of money for something that you weren't aware of, or you could be kind of getting trapped into a uh, collectability thing from a financial standpoint that is not sustainable, which does happen. Okay, I got to be crystal clear on that with you. There are specific things. If a baseball player gets injured and they're done playing baseball, guess what? Their cards and all their values, more than likely, unless they've had an incredible career at that point, guess what? It all falls apart. If WandaVision, the TV show, which this, it did not suck and does not suck. But if it were to suck and it were to flop, guess what? All those guys that were buying into those comics early are now losing their ass. If WandaVision season two got canceled. You know, those those are some media outlets. The other thing is, uh, you know, like for art, if an artist becomes popular or a painting itself or a print becomes popular for it, it could be numerous different reasons why uh, it does what it does. Uh, it can impact the collectability and the value of that product. Now, <clears throat> collectability is predominantly an item that you have to pay attention to if you're in the market uh, for monetary reasons. If you're in the market for hobbies, you know, some of this stuff doesn't matter to you because like I said, if you want to collect, you know, the first 30 X-Men comics or the first 10 Spawn comics, or you want to follow King Griffey Jr. Or if you want to do X, Y, and Z, by all means, get after it, right? Um, so you, you just got to take that into consideration. And, and one thing I didn't mention, and it just came to mind, is people collect video game consoles and video games. And there are some very expensive limited edition video games out there. Uh, and I'm talking like uh, NES, regular Nintendo, with some of the limited limited uh, tournament editions in perfect condition, blah, 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 all of that kind of stuff. It's rare. Uh, it, there's a scarcity because there's limited production. The condition has to be fair or, or best. Uh, there is collectability. Why? Because people love video games and there's video game console and video game cartridge collectors, 
right? And so you got to keep all of that stuff in mind. And I, I find it to be fun to talk about. That's the reason I'm talking about it again. I also find it to be um, very interesting because there's a lot of people that don't collect anything, which is cool. Hey, you're not that type of person because there's hoarders too, which I should have put that on this list. I don't know why I didn't think about it until right now, but um, where you just buy globs of everything and then there's no real hobby behind it per se other than you want x and i don't know if there's fun associated maybe that that is the fun for you uh there's awful lot of money generally associated with it uh with purchasing stuff and i know people that get into these spaces or get into collecting anything and then they go like crazy with it and there is problems with going crazy with it because you don't know the scarcity you don't know the condition you don't know the collectability you don't know the value you don't know if this thing should be graded or is not graded I mean, maybe you got an item for five bucks. It's worth five thousand um, bucks, depending on obviously what the item is and everything in between. But it, it's just crazy to me. Um, I also find it to be extremely interesting, and I have some uh, stuff, some comics. Like my dog. Hey, get out of here! My dogs are in the office with me. Um, anyways. I've got some comics that I'll be talking about in future episodes uh, that I purchased into for the uh, for a couple of different reasons. I actually, I won't even go into that today because I think that'd be a fun episode to talk about. Um, a couple of other things as far as collectability goes that you must consider. So collectability, we talked about kind of the rise and falls, right? So if a player does really well, the baseball card's going to be worth money. If it gets injured, not so much. Show does really well. Same thing. Artist, a comic book artist, comic book writer, um, the story, whatever they're producing does well. Uh, limited editions do well. Another thing you got to consider, especially if you're in in the collectible market, whether that's I want to get a I want to get a limit, you know, I want to get an autograph photo of Kevin Costner, or I want to get a Nolan Ryan baseball signed by him or a comic book or maybe you want a neil gaiman american gods limited edition book signed by him that's cool i mean those are cool things there's plenty of people that collect autograph books and books in general and the thing is if you get signatures or if you get memorabilia that has uh some kind of significance with the the person uh predominantly in some cases like there's uh, collectibles for like a piece of the Berlin Wall or a piece of a meteorite. All of those things make sure and verify with a certificate of authenticity from a reputable company. That's absolutely critical. If you're buying stuff that has been graded or evaluated, make sure it's from a reputable company. There is a ton this is a multi, 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 multi million dollar business on people getting ripped off by these pop-up companies, um, by pop-up auction sites that are selling essentially fake stuff. And you don't want to be taken advantage of because then not only the collectability is is tarnished, but so is the hobby, so is the fun, and so is the monetary value. So verify, uh, A, the source, and also verify with some type of certification on if there is a signature or a piece of, you know, whatever it may be, make sure that those things are coming from reputable sources because you don't want to get ripped off. I mean, the, to me, 
I love doing this stuff. I love looking at old comics. I love reading them. I like seeing the old ads, the Dungeons and Dragons ads that are in the backs of the, you know, some of the eighties comics anyways, um, or a slinky or this. Um, I, I just love the whole thing. I also love the story. I love the artists. I appreciate what they've done. And that's why the hobby for me is more than just one lane, I guess. And it goes the same for baseball. Uh, some of the baseball cards I have, they're not high dollar baseball cards, um, but they're cards from an era in which I truly appreciated baseball when I was a kid. Um, and I, I looked up to these athletes as the star athletes of their time. And that's, that's what I'm doing in there. And again, I'll go into more detail on specifics on why, what, when, and where, but I did want to, I wanted to talk about this stuff. I wanted to share some of the information. So maybe you can consider this. And again, this is not limited to baseball cards, comic books. It's not limited to books or, uh, prints or paintings or really uh, anything. It's if you collect something, these are some things to consider. And of course, there's exceptions or exceptions to everything, but you may want to venture, take a look at this. And also you can, if you have a friend or, or family member that maybe collects some stuff, you know, they may not be as uh, sharp with knowing all this stuff. Cause I know plenty of people like, look, I've been told many times through my life, I've got a good comic book collection. I have this. It's like, okay, what else do you have? This, this, and this. And then you have people that are like, my comic book collection is worth $10 million. Why do you say that? Because X, Y, and Z. And it's like, dude, you have an unverified comic book from eBay. Come on, man. Um, you have a collection of comics that are in very, very poor condition um, and they're nothing really special. And that's why you got to take that stuff into consideration. Now, if that was a hobby person um, or not, you should still understand the value. And to end on this too, <clears throat> to end on this discussion is protect your investment. I don't care if I don't care if you're a hobby guy. I don't care if you're doing it for fun. I don't care if you're doing it for an investment. Every Item, if it's a picture, get it in a picture frame. If it's a book, you can get a slip cover for the book. If it's a comic book, you can get a hard cover, a slip cover, uh, a box. Uh, if it's a baseball card, comic card, uh, Magic the Gathering card, whatever, it uh, you can protect it with cases. Do your research. Don't just leave this stuff out. Uh, there, there's an interesting article about comic books. Like don't lay them flat down and let them sit there because the spine gets worn and don't stack them on each other because then it just wears the spines on them. I didn't know that. <clears throat> I always thought that was a safe, <laughs> a safe way to do things. Um, but there's so many, so many different things that you can do to protect it and protect it. Again, you can read this stuff. You can do whatever it is, but protecting it just prolongs the life of it and the condition of it. So consider that. And uh, a funny thing that's resurging right now from the 90s was the superhero cards, your Marvel superhero cards. There are guys that are selling, and don't get me wrong, there's a ton of these cards available, tons, very few that are graded. And now this market is going to probably collapse pretty quick, so be aware of it. Um, but there's there's X-Men cards right now that are selling one card, Gem Mint 10, so perfect card. $1,700 for one. Those boxes of the cards are selling, you know, between 200 bucks, I think I've seen, and like 500 bucks. So it's crazy. And who would have thought, 
right? Who would have thought that that would be a thing? Obviously, uh, that market, I, I believe at this time, is influenced only because of the limited amount of cards that are uh, fully graded. And that's also because there's not many grading companies that will grade comic book style cards. So kind of crazy. I think it's kind of crazy. I think it's cool, though. I The the whole hobby thing to me is is pretty cool. Um, I, I feel like it's a good way to spend your time. It's a good way. Like sports, the reason I like I really have a drive still for sports is it encourages me to want to watch baseball. It wants me to look up, you know, it encourages me to want to participate to some degree in understanding, you know, who is currently the top dog in baseball or, or top 10 guys or whatever. I mean, it goes the same for comics. Like I like looking at comics. I like reading comics. I like looking at the collectability of those comics and why, why is this comic more, more rare or more expensive than that comic? What makes it different? I, I find it interesting. But again, collectibles is a huge, it's a huge basket to be uh, playing in. Just do your research and uh, you should be good to go. I hope you guys enjoy uh, whatever it is you may collect, or maybe you don't collect anything and you're considering uh, to get into it, whatever that may be. So that's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had fun talking about this stuff and I've got a handful of other topics I'm going to start kind of evolving and bringing out. Um, that I enjoy talking about, and uh, that's that's what it's all that that's what it's all about. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, part two to the collecting. Uh, you know, a little bit of help with your collectibles, and uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll revisit this. There is some cool stuff, like I said, that I want to go into detail with you at a later date. Uh, maybe someday when those comics show up. <laughs> um, but who knows? That's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Monday Madness. As always, hey, please take a moment, hit the subscribe or follow button, depending on which platform you're listening to us on. And platform, you have plenty of choices. If you'd like to follow us on Spotify, we're there. If you'd like to follow us on Stitcher, we're there. If you'd like to follow us on Apple Podcasts, we're there. We're also available on SoundCloud and we update all of our car update. We release a ton of content on our Facebook page at Culture Jack. So make sure stop by, give us a like, listen to the podcast, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys here this coming weekend.